Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Matt Wolf from GNO Inc., the VP of Communications there, joins us. Matt, welcome to the show. Good morning, Newell. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Let's start off with this transition. Governor-elect Jeff Landry selected uh, 27 members to serve on his transition committee, excuse me, focused on New Orleans, one of which is Michael Heck, and I'm sure that's where he is today out in Lafayette. That is absolutely what he's doing uh, right now. Uh, He's meeting along with the other members of that group to talk through kind of what what the future can look like uh, as this transition continues. I know that um, you know this is not the first uh, gubernatorial transition committee that Michael has served on, um, but I know that it, it is the first that is focused solely on New Orleans. And um, I know that Michael's had a chance to connect with with multiple members of the group, and and they seem pretty aligned on on what um, they have determined to be uh, areas of focus for them and, and New Orleans. And, you know, it, it's really nothing new. I, I think it's, it's you know, uh, initiatives that are important to the long-term success of not only New Orleans and the state. You know, it's things like public, public safety and quality of life that, you know, create the conditions for living well. It's, you know, investments in infrastructure that, you know, represent the physical foundation of success for this area and the state as well as, you know, attention to economic development, which, um, you know, are really the catalysts of job and wealth creation for our residents and our community. Some folks uh, are saying that because there's no representative from local government that this is kind of a slap in the face. Uh, But you have a lot of business leaders and tourism executives, um, uh, head of the uh, Restaurant Association, a lot of folks that are, are critical players in the economy of not only the city but the, the metro area, right? Th- that's correct. And so I, I think to that end, you, you're right. The, you know, the, there are not any elected leaders specifically at, at the city government level. And, you know, we, we are not really sure exactly what the decision-making behind that was, but you know, at the same time, they all have an avenue to, to govern at, at, at their behest. Um, although, you know, on the state leadership side, we do have Royce DePlessis, who, who represents the New Orleans area in, in the state Senate. And, you know, he is a, you know, very great, strong leader and, and a brilliant mind. And I think that his perspective will represent New Orleans in a meaningful way in those conversations. So, you know, while he is not necessarily a city employee, he, he is an elected leader, and um, his his voice will be heard in, in those conversations pretty well. Yeah, I kind of chuckle a little bit because I don't feel like there's a shortage of awareness of the challenges and the issues that need to be addressed, right? 
Almost everybody on this committee has served on a committee that's tried to address something that in in the city at some point in the, in the near past. Well, I, I think you're getting to the heart of, of exactly what these transition teams are, are meant to be, though, in that it, it's less about making something illuminating for the people who are in that area you know, or in that you know, field of, of view to learn about. It's really for the governor's team to be listening because, you know, as, as much as Jeff Landry has been a part of the Louisiana law infrastructure, if you will, in some way, shape or form, issues that he is probably not as familiar with as the people who are on not just this subcommittee, but all of the others, infrastructure, um, economic development, et cetera. You know, he, he, I, I think he, as other elected leaders have, have done before him, have recognized um, that they don't know everything about everything. And so th- this is in many ways a, a listening tour for them to hear, you know, what is in the minds of, of these people who are on the respective transition committees. What I also find interesting, too, is that there are a lot of state assets down here, right? Um, not only in the city, in the metropolitan area. And there's a lot of concurrent jurisdiction on a lot of different issues and challenges that are presented, both whether it's a city or a parish, that have concurrent jurisdiction on a lot of different issues with the state of Louisiana. So they don't necessarily need the official okie-dokie of anyone on a number of issues to get addressed. That's true. With that in mind, though, I think that what is being recognized here is that New Orleans is a vital part of the success of our state overall. And and having lived in areas both in Louisiana and and when I lived in Southern California that maybe were not as essential to the success of those states, um, it, it, it is actually a great nod to be acknowledged that, you know, this is somewhere that that needs to work, and I'm not saying that it's not working now. It's just uh, I, I think it is critical that for this administration to be successful, that New Orleans has to be successful. And I think that by creating uh, a transition committee like this, it's it's really a commitment to, to want to know more and want to make sure that, as you mentioned, all of the assets that the state has here in New Orleans are being maximized. Yeah. I only, I only address that because I've heard a lot of folks saying that, you know, they, that they're doing this for the purposes of an executive order. But the executive order is not to command the city to do something. It's to command the people that work for the state and the assets and resources that they can bring to bear to go do something. So that's why I, I, I don't understand what, what folks are all up in arms about. I mean, you know, you know it's kind of like, well, they got a lot. They have a lot of uh, jurisdictional crossover, and he he's got a lot of authority to, to ask those those respective agencies to go get more involved. <laughs> Simple. Absolutely, and you know, at the same time, you know, I think that we recognize new can feel scary for for any transition like this, and so when when you're left with some question marks about what what the next weeks, months, years may exactly look like, it's, of course, natural for for people to, you know, in some cases feel a little bit worried or or concerned. And, you know, we're just hopeful that our our voice can can be represented well in in those discussions alongside the other members of of that team. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, and I don't mean to belabor the point, but, you know, I, I 
I just am a little mystified sometimes. It's not like the people on this committee are working at cross purposes for the best interests of the city. They're all invested in the city. You know, it's kind of like, okay, so I'm going to cut off my nose to spite my face, you know, and just, and, and so I, I hear this criticism, uh, even as it, as it, uh, refers to my successor, you know, you have an, an outside sheriff, you know, kind of look, looking in, but the city's success means success for him. And he has assets and resources to bring to bear that can, that can help. And, have been offered both by me, by him, and have been rejected. And, you know, whether or not there's a reason why, I don't know. Uh, it always mystified me. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that maybe they, they want to see if, if there's a willingness to offer it again. I don't, you know, but it, it, it's like we're looking to the negative right away. Right. You know, and, and the reality is, is that we're going to be playing with, with the hand that we're dealt, and we're going to try to mm-hmm. make, the, make the most of it. I, I, I think that... To your point, everyone is focused on ensuring that New Orleans is successful because everybody wins when that happens. And the next topic I want to talk about is kind of emblematic of all of this, right? Uh, Governor Edwards, LSU Health, LCMC Health, Tulane, Louisiana Cancer Center announcing an agreement uh, to secure a National Cancer Institute designation. I mean, it's a classic example of state resources located within the city brought to bear trying to create something that's going to uh, have a ripple effect in our economy. Absolutely. Well, you know, there there are two good pieces of information that come from from this announcement, the first of which is it it formalizes what what we're really kind of what you would say are were informal working relationships between all the entities, LSU Health, LCMC Health, Tulane University, and Louisiana Cancer Research Center. Those groups were already, in many ways, collaborating with one another. But when you look at really what the blueprint for success looks like in, in developing a, a cancer hub like, like what they're trying to do, it, it means that, that you actually have to create a, a, an actual formal group with one another so that you can apply for the essential grants that, that are going to fuel even more research in the area. The second piece that makes this interesting is that the fruits of that research are going to lead to the further growth of our bio, bio, biomedical sector here in New Orleans. That means mm-hmm. new jobs for the people that leave, live here. That means that we can attract even more bright minds into the area. And it also means that similar to what you see in the Houston area where around 25% of their hotels are, are booked by patients receiving care at MD Anderson, this means that patients from around the country are going to be flocking to New Orleans to receive cancer care. And look, we've already got, got the foundation for that already. We've got Oxner and MD Anderson with, with their partnership that's already underway here in the New Orleans area. This, is, this agreement actually creates the research that will fuel the work being done in, in the treatment in those kind of partnerships. Absolutely. And at medical tourism for a lot of communities, y'all, y'all follow it and talk about it all the time, has been huge, right? Absolutely. And when we think about how cancer can also complement what we're doing in the neuroscience space, which we're going to get to here in a little bit with our guest, Lowry, um, you know, now we're going to have more than one specialty that New Orleans is going to be really known for. And um, that's actually really something that will separate us from many of the other cities uh, around us. Yeah. 
Some new community funding. The City Council has established a program within the New Orleans Recreation and Culture Fund. Tell us about it. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that what the city has has recognized, specifically City Council in in developing this fund, has recognized that there are a group of nonprofit community organizations, youth recreation organizations, culture bear organizations that really further the well-being, development, and growth of our local community. And so they established a fund to distribute funding for organizations that do that work. Uh, the Grand Orleans Foundation is overseeing that. They've, they've got a, a, a pr- application process where they review organizations who are seeking that type of investment, and uh, those applications are open for about another week. Those close on November 17th, but that, that funding is going to actually you know, transform our community in a meaningful way. And by the way, this is very parallel to the work that we're doing with the NOLA Coalition, where we identified that investment in youth services is critical to the future of our community. Um, Xavier, another important announcement, joining with the New Orleans Bio Innovation Center. Right. So they... Um, Together, Xavier University of Louisiana and New Orleans Bioinnovation Center are going to be receiving right around half a million dollars in grant funding from the J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation. Um, again, th- there are two wins here. The, the first is, is the more obvious one, which is that this is going to be investment in advancing diversity in life sciences, uh, entrepreneurship specifically. Th- this is going to narrow the funding gap that uh, that really doesn't reach underrepresented founders. Um, it's going to get that capital in, into those founders' hands. But more importantly, this means that uh, you know we've got a, a major philanthropic organization in J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation that is paying attention to what's being done in New Orleans and, and not just noticing it, but recognizing that it's worth investing in. So that, I think, really validates the hard work being done at Xavier as well as New Orleans Bio Innovation Center because this is an organization that can be funding projects really anywhere in the world. They've recognized that their money is going to be well spent here in New Orleans, and that just really is a, is a sign of good things of what's happening in our backyard. The, these kind of announcements, uh, I would think, would tend to help uh, uh, Xavier on their march to have a medical school affiliated with the university as well, right? Uh, it, yes, absolutely. I mean, th- this this will help fuel that as well as really a lot of the other things that that we've talked about today you know i would imagine that you know their their work in that space is going to be a part of the cancer hub once that you know is fully up and running as well as you know there's some ip work um that's being done here locally that um will also be um impacted by by what xavier is doing but you know, we're, we're excited to see what they're bringing online, and, and they're going to further diversify what, what this higher education marketplace looks like here in New Orleans. Protecting NOLA IP, Southern University Law Center hosting a summit. What's that about? Right. So um, what we noticed uh, recently is that the USPTO, which is the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, 
um, is looking to create a southeastern United States office, which New Orleans is in the running and, and applying to potentially be the home for that. Um, this is the type of programming that, that comes from their interest in this market. Um, again, a couple of revelations here. One is that you know, we have been provided some research and statistics that show that the New Orleans market really lags behind many states when it comes to patent and trademark uh, representation. Now, that could be due to a, a number of reasons. Some of it could be that, you know, maybe the right innovation isn't happening quite yet. But more often than not, what that's a sign of is that you've got uh, innovators who just aren't aware of what needs to happen for them to patent or trademark their innovation. And so, specifically, this event that's coming up on November 17th is going to focus on helping those businesses and individuals who are doing groundbreaking work to help them understand how they can utilize trademarks and patents to protect their innovation. Um, and by the way, that doesn't stick to only the founders and the individuals. This is also what's happening in, in our schools of higher learning. So again, when we were just talking about uh, Xavier University and their medical program, there's no doubt that they're going to be developing innovative uh, products, fueling it through research uh, that will be happening at the university. I know that Tulane is double downing, doubling down on it with their uh, innovation center. So, you know, this is something that, you know, could really help New Orleans emerge as a, as a thought leader uh, in the country. Yeah, the, the, you know, these kind of things are exciting. I mean, cause I, what I love is there's so many dots that are, that are connected to it, right? I mean, it's like it's like a seminal program that's going to break off into a bunch of different other areas. I mean, almost every single one that we've talked about this morning would would fit that Absolutely. description. It, 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 it's all interconnected, and it and it it just reinforces the idea that when all of the cogs in the wheel of New Orleans are working as as they should, and in many cases are today, that we all get to bear the fruits. Of that success. Talking about success, another uh, route added uh, from the uh, Louis Armstrong International Airport, Breeze Airways. It's a new route from New Orleans to Fort Myers. Absolutely. Well, you know, this <laughs> this is incredible. So, you know, when we think back to what our relationship began with Breeze looked like back in May 2021, you know, we, we were seeking, you know, a really big relationship there. We're, we're actually a operational hub for Breeze Airways, so a, a lot of uh, mechanical work gets done at Louis Armstrong International Airport, and we knew that this was exactly the type of market that they wanted to serve with flights to what we call kind of mid-level markets. Um, what we didn't really anticipate is just how successful those flights would be. This is now the 14th destination that we're flying in and out of from Breeze. Everything that we're seeing is that the flights are going really well. Uh, you know, on, on the, in my personal life, I know my mom just booked a flight on Breeze. She'll be going up to Richmond. And you know, a lot of the work that we do here at, at Geno Inc. that takes us to some of those markets, uh, you know, we utilize Breeze whenever possible. Also, you know, we're excited to know that we're going to be a part of what Breeze has in plan for the, for the future, which is I know that they're looking beyond the, the mid-level markets. They're looking to potentially get into international travel, which is huge for New Orleans. So um, we're just very happy that, that 
we've had success with these flights. 14 flights with one airline is remarkable, especially one of their size, um, and we're thrilled that not only are they doing successful, we're going to have more easy access to the beach over in Fort Myers. Yep, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. We are visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications at GNO Inc. We'll be right back after the break, folks. Stay with Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. We have been visiting with Matt Wolf from GNO Inc. He's the VP of Communications there. And um, Matt, um, big news uh, as it relates to the Mississippi Delta. Tulane LSU awarded $22 million to lead a consortium focused on the future of the lower Mississippi River Delta. We know that we've been having a lot of issues, most recently saltwater intrusion and obviously the navigability of the river is so important to everything that we do. Um, this is good news. This is great news. You know, as you mentioned, you know, <clears throat> this is an ever-evolving uh, geology that's happening at the Mississippi River Delta. But more importantly, this is just such an critical area for U.S. commerce, energy, wildlife, fisheries. We've got to make sure that we're taking care of this area in a very thoughtful, methodical, scientific-based approach. And and I think that you've seen that demonstrated uh, over the past, you know, decade or so, decade plus, through uh, the Coastal Master Plan. Um, I think this is just a furthering of that mindset that if we put the right minds at this kind of challenge, that we can, one, you know, examine, two, plan for, and three, execute on the steps necessary to ensure that this vital piece of, of our region and, again, for the country is being, being taken care of the right way. I know that they are going to be looking ahead to uh, project what they believe will happen between now and the year 2100, which, you know, I, I recognize feels like it, it's a long ways away from now, but um, it, it's really not. Um, and, and especially when you think about all of the steps that would have to happen between now and then to prevent you know, any significant, uh, you know, damages happening to the Delta, they've got to start identifying and planning for them and receiving funding for them today um, because it, it's going to be around the corner and, and our kids and grandkids are going to have to be paying attention to this. Um, we're, we'll be setting the foundation for that work today. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, we have a special guest. You want to introduce him? 
Absolutely. We've got uh, Lowry Crowley on today. He is the CEO of AxoSim, um, and he's on to share some great news that the company has, uh, has made here recently. Lowry, welcome to the show. I was reading a little bit about what your company does, and it's so far over my head and capability to understand. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be much value to this interview, quite frankly. <laughs> That's my strength. I know my weaknesses. There we go. <laughs> so tell us about Axo Sims. Y'all have a recent acquisition that y'all are announcing. Yeah, absolutely. First, thank you very much for, for having me on. I'm excited to be able to share this news. So Axo Sims' mission uh, is to empower advancements in human neuroscience. And what that means is we develop tools to help pharmaceutical companies do research and development for new drugs to cure neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, ALS, some of the most devastating diseases you know, that we face, frankly, across the world. And you know, when these drugs are being developed, there's a 94% chance that the drugs are gonna fail. So they'll go into someone, you know, let's say who has Alzheimer's and ultimately not work. And the reason for that is largely that these drugs are tested in animals before they go into humans. And, and we want to change that. That's where we come in. So we develop, you know, these stem cell based models of the human nervous system that allows us to work with pharmaceutical companies you know, test their drugs in, in very early stages, you know, when they would normally test in animals, and tell them in human, you know, cells, this drug looks like it's going to work, you know, this version we don't think is going gonna, is gonna to be effective, so let's focus the efforts on the one that's going to work before we even go into, uh, into human patients. So the stem cell base model is 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 more favorable. Why, exactly? Well, first of all, it's it's human cells. So rather than okay. this being a rat, you might cure Alzheimer's in rats. The the biology, those cells are completely different. So we're able to take those human cells and we're able to engineer them into an environment that looks and acts like your brain. And you know, no one else is able to do that outside of you know a, a patient. And so right. that ability to really predict, like I said, if a drug may or may not work is, is something that only we can do, you know, and we're building that this company uh, in New Orleans. This is technology, at least in part, that spun out of Tulane University. Uh, and we've added some, some new tools, part of that being some, um, some tools from Johns Hopkins University. So we're building something bigger than, you know, than, than just a regional company here. Now, you have uh, a bunch of the big boys, right, that are partnered with you guys. Um, okay. That's so correct. So, obviously, yeah, they with... feel very strongly about the, the potential or maybe already established success of this technology. That's right. We're working with 20 of the top 25 biggest pharmaceutical companies, and these are companies across the world. You know, and they're looking to solutions. They're looking for tools that they have never had and, and looking to New Orleans, you know, which is really, really exciting for us. And, and, you know, we're able to basically develop case studies, work with them, you know, and, and prove that these 
work and have them put even more resources and, and more reliance on, on our models where they've never had these options before. So y'all have announced a, a new acquisition um, of a new uh, co of a company. I think it's called, I can't pronounce it, Stemony? Stemony? Stemonics, X? yes. Stemonics. Stemonics, a subsidiary of Viant Bio. Um, what does this do for you guys? Basically what this does is, is really multiply, you know, the, the, uh, our reach. So the, the two tools that we have had historically, you know, I kind of alluded to, we licensed from Tulane University, actually based in part at least on some of my PhD research. I did my graduate work in biomedical engineering there. And we knew really to be able to work with additional diseases. You know, we, we want to work with chronic pain, ALS, multiple sclerosis, as I mentioned. To be able to do that, we need, you know, new, new tools. And our second platform that we licensed several years ago was from Johns Hopkins University. And, you know, that's a completely different model, completely different um, biology, you know, that lets us expand our toolbox. And this acquisition is essentially a, a third platform. So this allows us to get into diseases uh, that relate to epilepsy, you know, or many other pediatric diseases that, that induce seizures. And, you know, that expands our customer base. That really expands our mission where, you know, we want to be able to point to a drug that gets to patients, you know, that maybe wouldn't have otherwise based on our work and, and really be able to say, you know, that's, that's translation, right? That's the difference we've made. And, and this is a third opportunity to do that. And on top of that, we have uh, new team members up there that came on board. So these are all scientists who've worked with this platform for you know, four to five years at least. So they really have knowledge of how this works and a new facility. Um, you know, there's, there's significant equipment. They've built out a lot of automation up there. So really, you know, it's transformative to, to our company, right? We're, we've already worked with global companies and we'll continue to do that. And now we have multiple sites, you know, additional tools, more team members. And, and I really just, you know, look at it as a, something in the early days I, I might not have envisioned, but it's a sign of our growth and, and really, you know, our transition to scaling, you know, where we've been a startup company, right? We've been developing, you know, our facilities, our people, our tools, but now it's time to, to really turn this up and say, we've got the tools. We now have multiple facilities, you know, let's multiply the effect and, you know, the impact that, that we can have and, and really continue to contribute to, you know, the local economy will we'll always be, you know, in New Orleans, but now also be able to tap into talent, you know, additionally in, in other places and, and have multiple facilities. It's, you know, just like I said, not something I, I imagined being a part of uh, when I first started this as a scientist coming out of a university. You mentioned earlier a 94% fail rate. Uh, have you all been able to quantify the improvement on that as it relates to some of these clinical trials? So we're, we're in the process of doing that. You know, besides the fact that 94% of these drugs fail once they go into patients, it takes over 10 years uh, and actually an estimated price tag of $2.6 billion to get one successful drug uh, you know, to the market. And, you know, because this takes 10 years, you know, we've really been at this, founded the company in 2014, I would say really got started 2016, uh, and, and our first customer in 2017. So it takes time to be able to point to that 
success, you know, but I can say we've had some big wins with the pharmaceutical companies. We've really helped them, you know, prioritize where they're going to do their work. And we, we think being able to point to that is, is coming soon. You know, and as you can imagine, even a 1% change from 94 to 93 is billions of dollars to pharmaceutical companies and hundreds of millions of, of patients' lives. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't take much for our impact to really be felt um, far and wide. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get to a break. We'll be right back. We'll continue this conversation with both Matt Wolf, VP of Communications at GNO Inc., and Lowry Curley, CEO of AxoSim. Stay with us, folks. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications with GNO Inc., and Lowry Curley, CEO of AxoSim. Lowry, um, you're one of just a few companies that's engaged in this um, work in this neuroscience field. Where do you see this going in the next five to ten years? And, and more specifically, where do you see this going here in the city of New Orleans? You know, where, where I see this going is in, incredibly exciting, and there's so many potential directions. Obviously, right now, what we're working on is getting these drugs that work to patients you know, suffering from such debilitating diseases. You know, where we want to go is not this drugs that you know might work for for a you know significant amount of people but personalized medicine where we can take one patient you know we can grow one of our organoids spheroids you know nerves on a chip and tell that patient you know what drug is is likely to work with them you know as as it is now if there's even a a drug that might work you know they may have to try three or four different options um you know just to see but what what we can do is Tell them, hey, this drug is, is going to work for you. Let's start with that, and let's, as quickly as possible, cure you know, this, this disease that you're going through. That's, that's where I see this going overall. And, you know, in New Orleans, our, our plan really is to continue building here. You know, we're, we're 30 team members right now. You know, historically, there has not been a lot of biotechnology here. You know, part of what ultimately led me to starting this is I wanted to be in New Orleans. You know, there, there weren't jobs. And so I was crazy enough to think, why don't I start making some? Uh, and we want to continue to do that. You know, we've brought scientists in from across the, the, the nation. We've been able to hire, you know, extensively local. And it's really important to me to, to continue to develop the workforce and, and partner with different universities to, to be able to have jobs. That people don't look at New Orleans as only a, a, a tourism town, you know, but they look at us as, as a hub of of biotechnology and you know I think if we're successful other companies come behind us you know and there's a possibility for additional companies or technologies to spin out of AxoSim where we really get uh, a core a momentum of companies here where you know we're we're really doing cutting-edge research here and we're known for that. The FDA, are they keeping up with the times of the technology that's out there? I mean, I know during the pandemic and in the aftermath of the pandemic, a lot of the internal protocols uh, somewhat changed things much more on the fast track. When you look at that number that you gave me, 10 years and $2.6 billion, I mean, that's staggering. It, it, it really is. You know, when I got started, I certainly wasn't aware of that, but, you know, quickly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, realized how much work there was to do, right? It's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it, can you imagine any job or any company where 90% of the time and more you fail? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's part of why drugs are so expensive, right? Uh, right. But as far as the FDA goes, they're slow. Uh, and, and they kind of have to be, right? They have to, right. to really think about their risk. But what I'll say is after you know, many years of, of us having conversations and other companies like us with the FDA. Just earlier this year, they passed something called the FDA Modernization Act 2.0, where they changed the language to actually replace, you know, the fact that you have to test in animals to what they call human-relevant alternatives, right, tests just like us that, that use human cells. And so the door is open now. You know, I think it's going to take time until, you know, you really can look at our data and say, this is the primary reason we're doing it, you know, but we are now supporting data that companies can use. And, you know, what I think that allows us to do is that 10 years includes drugs that have failed, right? right. This is an yeah. average. Yeah. And if we can decrease that failure rate, that number comes down. And not sure. just that, but if we can do everything faster than animals, you know, plain right. and simple. We're doing this in the lab. So if we can get companies to the FDA faster, even if the FDA doesn't necessarily weigh in yet, we're cutting that time down. So I think there's multiple paths. But the FDA is paying attention, uh, and it's, it's just a really exciting time. The, the groundswell is there. You know, like I said, 20 top 25 pharma companies are paying attention, and they're, they're using us. It's going to take that pressure from them as well to, to finally convince the FDA wholesale. This is really exciting stuff, and I'm I'm kind of excited for myself, um, Lowry, because I actually understood almost everything that you said. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. You didn't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> but really, congratulations to you, your company, the new acquisition, and thank you for uh, 
uh, deciding to uh, put your roots down right here in the city of New Orleans. We appreciate that as well. Have a great week, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. All righty, and uh, 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 Matt, thank you as well. we got to get to a break. I'm sorry we're running a little, a little overtime. always like to give you the uh, final thoughts, but not able to today. Y'all have a great week as well. We'll be right back, folks. Folks, when we come back after the top of the news break, we will visit with Mark Romig, Chief Marketing Officer of New Orleans and Company. We'll find out what's going on in 2023, 2024, and Steve Worthy from the Zurich Classic. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 